Hi, welcome to WBPress.org's Gaming with a Purpose podcast. I'm Kimberly Orr, and with me today are Miklos and Starla Fitch of Our Family Plays Games on yay, Facebook. Yay. <laughs> go check it out, go check it out. That's right. uh, we have an intriguing topic to discuss today. Um, we're going to be discussing how can we use modern tabletop games as a way to connect people across racial and educational divides. So, Mick and Starla, first of all, thank you for being here uh, with us today. And this is our, by the way, very first podcast. Glad to be on it. Thank Yay. you so much for having us. Thank you. <laughs> well, honestly, when I was thinking of who could I ask, <laughs> your names came to mind first because I'm That's thinking, great. man, these are the folks that know where it's at and what's happening yeah. in the Houston gaming community. So I wanted to have you guys on first. Um, and so, uh, first of all, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got involved in the board game hobby well I guess I'll start since yes. my husband's looking at me I'm looking at her um, <laughs> I got started in the hobby because of my husband mm-hmm. and his love of games he's always played computer games and video games and he started really getting interested in board games and we always played games with our son um, we played the monopolies and uh, the parcheesies and sorry and all that and uh, my husband somehow I'm not really sure you have to tell that story how you yeah. fell into the modern board games but um, once he took us to this uh, gaming cafe, it wasn't the cafe, it was what, Express? Express. And we met uh, Charles Washington, and he introduced us to a lot of games. We were, in, we were hooked. We were totally hooked. Yeah. And what, you know, my name is Nicholas Fitch, and I started playing board games at a young age. Uh, I forced my mother to uh, uh, get me some games from uh, Walden Books. If those who know what Walden Books is, that's, it's a long time ago. I'm an old guy. And uh, there were I'm more. I'm not old. Yeah, well, he's old. Yeah, I'm old. <laughs> And, um, and we bought some uh, Avalon Hill war games. And I played those by myself because I couldn't find nobody to play them with me. So I played those. And then I played some of the games that came along. Uh, King Kong, Bermuda Triangle. Those were back in the um, the 80s. And I played those by myself sometimes. Or my mother might play, you know, one or two games with me. Then later on when I met Starla, we played Monopoly and, and those games. And I was getting tired of those. And I said, well, it got to be something else out there. So... I started researching. Then I found this little game called Forbidden Island. And I said, okay, that might be cool. So I brought that, and I found out Starla doesn't like uh, co-op games. So I had to get rid of that game, and I found another game. I said, it got to be something else out there. Then I found our gateway game, and that was Catan. Uh-huh. And we uh, started playing Catan, and uh, we never looked back. So, and like my, my wife says, you know, almost 200 games later, <laughs> you know, here we are. So, yeah. So, what are some of your current favorite games? What are you playing right now? Um, current favorites? I don't know if this is, it's not really current, but it's one of my favorites. That's Five Tribes. Yeah. Absolutely okay. love Five Tribes. Uh, we're also playing Hansa Teutonica, which I love. Uh, Dinosaur Island. Dinosaur Island, yes. Um, still, yeah. yeah, those are some of. Oh, and uh, of course, my favorite is Splendor. Yeah, of I course. Absolutely love Splendor. <laughs> yeah. So, and then you know, uh, we like uh, uh, Cumbria. 
That's yeah. one of our new ones, yeah. Combrail. So there, we, we added that, that to our collection not too play, long but ago. I, I like the old ones. Now, I'm still yeah, into she, she, the Ticket yeah. to Ride and New York 1901. Yeah. So there are games out there that I don't care if you have something new. I still want to play those games. Yeah, we, we decided not to run after the shiny new. Shiny stuff. The cult of the new. The cult of the new that everybody's running after. You know, like Wingspan. Even though we've never seen a Wingspan in Houston, you know, I do want to play Apparently somebody has it. Yeah, somebody has it. Well, I saw there was one store that had one copy, mm. and they put it out saying, we have this one copy, and we're not going to sell it. you got to have to use your loyalty points to get it. Well, those loyalty points, it lasted for an hour. Somebody got it in an hour. Wow. And and I said, well, that was just one in the wild that I saw. <laughs> but, you know, it's just crazy, you know, this yeah. run after those things. So we decided to, let's, let's just play what we have. Right. And also, if we find something new, like there's a couple of games that we have, like what is that, uh, 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 Thebes? We like these. We like these. These is an old yeah. one, mm-hmm. uh, and then also um, the settle, uh, settlers of Stone Age. Settlers of Stone, Stone Age. Age. And Stone Age. And, and Stone, Stone Age. Age. Oh my God, we, we love, love Stone, Stone Age. Age. Yeah. You know, great gateway game. So mm-hmm. those, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, and those gateway games. What we're discovering with what we're doing here at wbpress.org is to take those gateway games. A lot of them. Mm-hmm that have some mechanics that force people to have to like engage with each other across the table. Trading games, and I'm sorry, Starla, co-op games <laughs> that encourage that, yeah, that encourage collaboration. Yes. Um, we find are very helpful when we're dealing not only with academic enhancement yeah. but with social enhancement. Well, each one of those gateway yeah. games has a mechanism that brings you into right. you know the the more you know complex games, and mm-hmm. we we love mm-hmm. that because you know like when you get to a a, a game like Terra Mystica, right. they combine a whole bunch of those gateway games you know mechanics into just mm-hmm. one game and you need those separate ones you know you need a right. worker placement here and a deck builder there that right. kind of teach you those mechanics by themselves before you start throwing them all together right yeah. to the more complicated yes. games mm-hmm. yes. oh, good yeah absolutely thank you for sharing that yeah. and um, I hope that some of our listeners mm-hmm. will start getting involved in the hobby a yeah. little more as they hear look board gaming is for everybody yeah yeah of course yeah, yeah. Um, so again, thank you for being on the podcast. And I think also before we dive into the main subject, um, maybe we should define for some of our listeners mm. what is an analog board game, what is a modern board game, what is a hobby board game. What do those things mean? Well, I think what a a modern board game is one that takes mechanics that are not seen. In you know the games that you know everybody knows the classics you know Monopoly the US you know classics the U.S. classics, US classics. Yeah. Yes. yeah very good yeah. Uh, you know it's the Monopolies where it's just you know you throw some dice and you just move your little piece around and then if you get beaten you're you're out of the game you know with you know life is the same thing things like that sorry well I think what you're saying is it, the U.S. games are really so focused on luck luck mm-hmm. yes there you luck go. the yeah. roll of the dice where the modern board games there is a strategy you actually have to put some thought process behind how you're going to win this game mm-hmm. so it, it, that that's the difference yeah, yeah that's the yeah. real difference yeah because in europe 
classic board games. I mean, we can yeah. say, I think, yeah. um, that modern board gaming started oh, in Germany yeah, and in Europe. There, yeah. yeah, Catan is a Catan, classic there. Exactly, <laughs> yes. exactly. Yes. And that eventually some mm-hmm. of those mechanics made their way across mm-hmm. the water, across the pond. Yeah. Yeah. And we've begun to incorporate more of that into the American yeah. market. But we still yeah. have the mass market, like yes. stuff you can go pick up at Walmart. Right. For $10. For $10, <laughs> right. Hasbro, right? Yeah, Hasbro, yeah. Parker right. Brothers. Parker Brothers, uh, yeah. right. Yeah. And um, they're very limited in what they can do as far as engagement yes. and mm-hmm. mechanics mm-hmm. and a richness in actually theme, yeah. too. Exactly. Right? Yeah, because I, I see so many people, you know, still playing, you know, the Monopoly saying, oh, that's my favorite game. I'm like, oh, my God, you know, uh, you know, there's so much better things out there. And, and you know, still playing Uno. And I'm like, mm-hmm. OK, there's a little <laughs> bit better, you know, you know, player interaction than Uno out there instead of, instead of you know, making somebody so mad at you. Because right. you've, you've, you've doubled dest- down. You, you, right. you destroyed them with Uno. There's so many better games out yeah. there. So, you know, it, we're trying to introduce Where those. if you lose, you can lose with dignity. Yes. There you go. There you yes. go. There you go. So, what would, if someone was playing Uno, what game would you recommend to them? Uno. Um, if they love that, take that kind of take that. Ah, that's a good question. Uh, well, for I, two I, players, I would Fox in the uh, Fox in the Forest. Fox in the Forest. Fox that's in the forest. Yeah. Fox in the Forest. Very good. Yeah. Two player. Mm-hmm. Um, for, you know, take that, I would suggest as Gateway. Oh, what's one of my favorite? Um, the two player that we play all the time and I'm, it's slipping my mind right now. Jaipur? Jaipur is very good. Jaipur yeah. is good. Yeah. Um, and one with Take Back is um, uh, Clank. Yeah, that's not really a card game. That's a board game. That's a board game, yeah, but it's I mean, it's a card game. Yeah, um, but it's a lot of take that. There's yeah. a lot of take somebody. that in there. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's yeah. true. Um, yeah, what is the one? The big one? That's the pyramid building card game. You know, the big um, civ building game that has the pyramid of cards. Is that? Um, I'm not is. sure because I don't yeah. think we have that. Seven <laughs> Wonders. Seven oh, Wonders. Seven Wonders. Yeah. No, seven that's, wonders. That's, oh, that's that take one, back. No, 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 Seven Wonders is fun. It's Seven Wonders Duel. Duel. duel that's yeah. the yeah. one that I'm thinking definitely of. Definitely yeah. Seven Wonders back. Duel. Let's take that. That one will make you angry. Yes, it yeah. will. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just going to get that. <laughs> right. And, and someone takes all the resources. And you're like, I don't have no resources. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's, that's a mean one. That is a mean one. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Thank you. I really, I always appreciate y'all's perspective on games and so I think let's go ahead and dive into the main topic again which is building bridges across racial and educational divides Mm -hmm. using some board games and their mechanics themes Mm -hmm. and so forth Mm -hmm. okay so let's identify the problem I think that's a good always good place to start with anything so um what divisions and disparities do you see in education across maybe racial and socioeconomic lines? And this could be just anecdotal. What's been your experience in that? What, what have you seen as far as a divide or disparities in education? Well, I think that um, with board gaming is that African-Americans have not been introduced to these things. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the reasons is with the with, uh, I guess, with money. Mm-hmm. Because some of these board games, you're asking folk to put a lot of money. Right. And, you know, this hobby is not, you know, cheap. 
Right. And, um, you know, some of these board games can hit up to 50, 80, 100, you know, like, you know, my um, Gloomhaven, that, that was 140 bucks. Right. You know, a lot of African Americans are not going to pay gonna, yeah. for a game at 140 but, bucks. I don't know of many yeah. people who. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I, 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 I hate to always, you know, uh, lay the sword on money. Because mm-hmm. African Americans will buy what African Americans want. Yeah. So right. if the education part is there, where you're, you know, you know what these games are, you know the value and the benefit and enjoyment that they bring to you, mm-hmm. you will spend your money mm-hmm. as we do for our games. Sure. I mean, the games we have, yeah, we can spend that money on other things, but because we love it so much, we decide that this is where we want to put our money. African Americans and other people of color will put their money where they feel they're going to get the best. Bang for the buck. Bang for the buck. And I think yep. a lot of them doesn't. They do not see you know board gaming, right? You know, as that, as a, especially as adults, because they see that as the kids. You know, like right. oh, the kids mm-hmm. play that. Because mm-hmm. I know we were at um, our, you know, the church that we currently attend. Yeah. You know, we were talking to the pastor, and the pastor said, "Oh, you guys play board games?" And said, "Yeah, we want to introduce board games." They said, "Well, we have a children's uh, day coming up," and we're like, like no. No, <laughs> "No, no, 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 that's not what we're talking about." Unfortunately, ninety percent right? of our games. Children can't play. Right. So, you know, we Mm -hmm. still have to let, you know, uh, people of color know that, hey, um, it's not just for kids. Right. It's just not for kids. And you can learn a lot from this. You can learn, you know, economics. Mm -hmm. You know, you can learn how to, you know, get along. You can learn how to get past um, issues. You know, it's it's a lot of things you can learn. It's educational because with our son, who's 14, he started playing games with us probably at what eight or nine, mm-hmm. and he started beating us at those yeah. ages after he really learned how to play. <laughs> right. Because one thing I know it taught him is how to be uh, a gracious loser. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he would, which lose, is important. Yeah, it is. is In the beginning, yeah. he would lose. He would be upset. He may cry, but we would teach him. I, I told him, I'm not going to play you like a kid. I'm no, going to play you mm-hmm. like no, I play anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> and if you lose, you lose. Right. And he would get mad because he wanted mommy to let him win. I don't let anybody win. If you beat me, you beat me fair and square. And that has helped him learn to beat us. And the first mm-hmm. time he beat us in a game, he was just ecstatic. I bet he got up and just did a victory dance. He was dance, right, because right. he's like, I did it. And he knew he did it without anybody letting right. him do it. And that's what you have to teach your kids. Beat your kids in games. Teach them how to learn the skills it takes to win. Yep. And, and that yep. was something he had to learn. And I'm proud of that. Absolutely. You know, I just recently saw that this uh, couple, this African-American couple, they made a game, a board game about being an entrepreneur. Hmm. And uh, but it was it was kind of like a monopoly game. Right. And and I was like, well, you know, that's great that they did that. But I could show them. Several a ton games. of right. games that go beyond just being an entrepreneur, how to run a company, how right. to keep that company afloat, right. and how to, you know, try to uh, beat people in making a great, successful business. You right. know, it's a ton of games. And I tell you, have. for yeah. me, one of the games, it's hard game, but one that does that very well is Tesla versus Edison. We had that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we, didn't, we didn't fall in love with that one. That, was, yeah, that left yeah. our collection. Yeah. That yeah. Our collection. But, you know, but, but that's, yeah. the, that's the great thing about this hobby. There are so many games, and there's something for everyone. Everybody. You can't just mm-hmm. say, oh, I don't like board gaming because I don't like this game. Well, there are 20,000 other ones out there. Correct. You will find 
a dozen or more that you just love. Mm -hmm. You don't have to love Mm -hmm. the same game everybody else loves. There's so many. Where back when we grew up, you know, if you didn't like Sorry, Monopoly, a Clue, you were out of luck. That was pretty much it. (laughs) That was it. That was it. So here you have so much to choose from. There's there's stuff for everyone's taste. So So how much of a barrier, because I know, Starla, you're not a great rules person. That's not your favorite thing. That's not your favorite part. That's mixed thing. That's mixed thing. Um, so how much of a barrier is are these more complicated rule sets for introducing games to new people? Well, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. And, and the crazy thing is, is in our household, I am the reader. I, I love to read books. Um, got a huge uh, book collection. Um, I'm a writer. <laughs> so in education, you know, we, both me and my husband are both college degreed. Mm-hmm. So even with all of those things being said, I don't like to read all of these rules. They're cumbersome. It's just, so I would defer to Mick because he likes to research the rules. Right. So he'll watch podcasts and he'll get on the line. He'll figure out all the nuances Mm -hmm. and then he will bring that down to me to where it's like, okay, you got to do X, Y, and Z. That's it. Right. Because that's, I just don't want to spend my time doing rules. And so uh, for some people who uh, you introduce them to a board game, I think that a synopsis Mm-hmm. may help mm-hmm. because if you throw a four page five page six page rule book in front of them they're going to say nope I'm going back to something I already know <laughs> right Yeah. Right. and if it was not for my husband say I'm going to take the time I'm going to research it mm-hmm. I probably would have said no said too. the same thing yeah. <laughs> well you know when you have uh, you know Starla one time we, we, we met uh, Schneer uh, Shanir LaSalle. Yeah, he's a designer, designer of, uh, right. of New York 1901. He introduced us to his game mm-hmm. before, before it came, it before it came yeah. on the wow, market. Wow, that's awesome. And, um, and he was he was explaining his game to me and Starley. He was telling us all about it. Starla stopped him and said, uh, excuse me, hold up one second. Just how do you win? Just tell me how do you win? I'm like, the man is trying to explain his love, love. his baby. And you just say, how do you win? And so <laughs> she's well, not into rules. To, we have to be honest. I yeah. mean, after someone is giving you three or four instructions. Right. Five, six, seven, and eight, you've lost. Because we're still looking at one, two, three, and four. Yeah. Right. So... We have to figure out ways to teach games where we can take it and break it down into the most essential parts. Mm -hmm. You know, how do you start the game? What do you do to move your pieces? How do you win the game? And then after those things are are understood, then here are the other things you need to consider when you're doing this in the game. And that's how it works best for me. Because when we're looking at rules, you've got three or four pages of rules. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to remember rule one when you're on rule 12 I'm just not going to remember or some of these games have more than two or three pages I know I'm just just, you know know. giving an example yeah if you've got more than two than what I just said then of course you're not going to remember you so someone has to take the time and and thank God for podcasts yes thank God for video Mm -hmm. uh, podcasts where they show you how it's played how it's played is great where you discuss games yeah Rodney Rodney. so when they show you when people discuss the games what they think about them give you an opinion and that way you can make an educated decision on whether or not you want to buy that game mm-hmm. you know, that's, the, that's the Dice Tower and, yeah, and so some those, of the others that awesome. you know you know, Board Game Geek is is a valuable yes. asset you know to tell you do you want this game or do you want to deal with this game yeah, they and, do a great service yeah, for the hobby yeah. because without that I don't think I would be as interested because I like sitting down watching groups play the game mm-hmm. so I have an understanding of what I need to do and then yeah. we can get all the nuances of the rules later yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. absolutely so yeah we live kind of in a golden age mm-hmm. 
as far as being able to go on YouTube or yes. Facebook and yes. see uh, games being played and explained exactly. and broken down yes. to those elemental levels. But yes. I agree with you, Star. I think yeah. it would be helpful if more board game publishers had a player age that meant something. Yes, yes. yes. And a, a, like a, a turn example yes. and, and just a synopsis mm-hmm. at the beginning as opposed to going... I have no idea. Okay, I'm going to throw yeah. this out here now, and hopefully no one will steal my idea, but if they okay. do, it is my idea. <laughs> I, I really think that every game, when it comes out, should come with a video. Yep. You can yep. go on to YouTube, pull up this video, and watch how it's played. Instead of us mm-hmm. having to wait till some reviewer does it, every game should have a link to a YouTube video. It was so good about it. Some have done that. They've you know, done some that. Plaid Hat, have, yeah. Hat did that. Yeah, yeah some have should. done that, and I, but I think all of them should because, yeah. you know, Pandasaurus games with uh, Dinosaur Island, <laughs> we really could really use that, especially yep. for the two-player game Dulosaur Island, but, you know, uh, because sometimes those rules, rule books can really, you know, kind of confuse you a yeah, little bit. Right. And, and there's technical language. Yes, technical yes. Language. And yep. sometimes, you know, like, you know, especially for... The, the games that we play, the Euro games and things, the translation between, mm-hmm. you know, one language to the other. Right. You know, trying to explain, trying to explain, you know, the rules, <laughs> yes. you know, those kind of, it, get, it gets kind of messed up sometimes in the yeah. rule book. Yeah. Yeah. I can see yeah. that. Well, it's it's a worldwide hobby. Yeah. Yes, which it is. is good. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, having said all that, how do you think board games address things like community building? How how does how do board games help us build community or could potentially help us build community? Well, I think the one thing it can do is is bring people that you know you would normally never talk to because that's the one thing that me and Starla uh, you know uh, is faced with all the time in this hobby mm-hmm. because we're the rarity we're mm-hmm. the uh, the rare African American yeah. couple that's out there that go to a lot of these board game you know conventions and things and I, we're I've kind never of, seen another African American couple that's true we have out of seen all the conventions yeah, we've gone to true. I have yet to meet another married couple, couple. Yeah. with and also for, with children who play games as well yes. now I've seen singles yes we've seen a lot of singles so yes. I, I'm not I would love to so if you're out there listening I would love to meet an African American couple who plays board games yeah because we haven't yeah. met them yet haven't and, met them yet but you know we're always out there and we're always playing and, and we sit down at the table and we talk you know we talk and play mm-hmm. with different people right you know some of the experiences are great some of them not so great but <laughs> you know we 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 expand our horizons and we talk and, and, and conversate and learn new things and I think that helps. Well, I'm, I'm going to look at it from a different perspective right because ahead. when uh, you mentioned earlier about when we mentioned to the pastor about playing games and he said, oh, it's for children. He still allowed us, it was at a church picnic and he's, he announced, hey, we've got to have some board gaming in X room and we had people come in there who had no idea what it was and we ended up playing code names and they had the best time ever and loved it wanted to go out and buy it the next day and so it really built a sense of of of, uh, not familiarity but we got a chance to know them because we sat there and played together and they didn't want the gaming to stop so it was a lot of fun I think people don't socialize enough and that game lets you be social. Yes. So mm-hmm. you go to the church picnic and you're in your little group and this little mm-hmm. family's over here. Well, we got a chance to break some of those groups up, bring right. them together across the table mm-hmm. gaming, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. And and I and you know, and sometimes the theme helps you talk to people about different things and stuff. Like there's one a, a, a Agricola. 
which is about, you know, feeding your people, growing your medieval uh, form, that kind of makes you talk a little bit, yeah. you know. It makes you communicate, and it's a tough one. It is. you got to feed your people all the time. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you know, different things like that, different themes and stuff that, you know, you make you conversate and mm-hmm. talk to people about things, and I, it's, it's fun. How do you think, um, speaking of theme, theme yeah. and artwork either helps um, with the sort of racial and educational divide, or does it hinder? For instance, I think some games, they don't think about putting diverse characters no. in the box. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And you, you know, or, or even scantily clad, non-diverse <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> figures in the box. Well, you know, the, the thing that we see, you know, the one thing we always say uh, in the different podcasts we're in, and we want to thank you know Stephen Conway of the Spiel that uh, brought us on board uh, that podcast as a contributor. Uh, we always say that representation matters, mm-hmm. and he was really you know he really wanted to bring us on so we could really discuss that and talk about you know diversity right. you know in the hobby because representation matters, and when you look at a lot of these board games. Black folk and people of color just not, not in there, them. Right. unless it's something theme like you know in China or Japan, or you might have an African theme, which some of those don't do very well. But mm-hmm. you know that's the only time you see us. But if you have like you know a, a game in an urban setting, you might see you might out of a hundred white folk, you might get one black person or one Hispanic or one you know Asian. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. that that definitely needs to change. Well, I, I really think that board game designers and and companies who put out games, you're going to have to think beyond skin color and understand that this world is made of more people of diverse colors. Mm -hmm. And when we see ourselves in movies or in gaming, we appreciate the thought process and that makes us a little more devoted to buy your product. When we don't see ourselves, for me sometimes it can be like, well, you know what, they don't consider me, then they don't consider Mm -hmm. my money. Yeah. So people have to think, what does it hurt you if you've got nine characters to make one Hispanic or one black or make a female or, you know, it doesn't hurt you to do that because it's just a character. It's, it's something you made up anyway. Right. And it, it, it brings that endearment from the people that you represent to your game. So you need to think about that in the future. And, you know, it's really, you know, and it has to keep going because there's a lot of resistance. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that there was a professor that I uh, talked to here and there. It's an African-American. Well, he's Afro-Latino. Uh, and he he's a professor and he plays board games. Mm-hmm. Nice guy. Uh, William Garcia. And he put on the, uh, one of the uh, uh, board game forums talking about, you know, representation in games. Mm-hmm. And he got a lot of pushback really? from a lot of the, um, you know, Caucasian mm-hmm. members there. They were mm-hmm. kind of enraged. Why are we mm-hmm. talking about this? This shouldn't be on there. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to move past this. What are we talking about race for? And, and like, you guys just don't get it. Don't get it. You know, right. they just don't get it. So we still have a lot of work to do. Yeah, I was just about to say, even though I think we've made some progress, and certainly I think the Dice Tower has tried to yes, they have. move some things along, yes. um, there's still that, that trope mm-hmm. out there that board gamers or hobby board gamers are middle-aged, white, yeah. geeky mm-hmm. males. And I would have to tell, uh, you know, the uh, board board game geek, they need to uh, kind of come along with that, too. Yeah. Because they're... <laughs> I agree. They're, they're a little bit, you know, yeah, one color. So <laughs> they got to come along. <laughs> 
So, yeah, so you mentioned just a little bit about designers, mm-hmm. Starla. How could specifically designers help open up gaming, hobby board gaming to more diverse audiences? Um, themes. And, and, and if it's going to be a, a theme that... Um, and and just interrupt. Something... Mm-hmm. Not always just an urban exactly. downtown. Exactly. Just um, because you yeah. put African Americans in it, <laughs> right. it shouldn't be about rap. It shouldn't be uh, about, like I say, urban because we're everywhere in, yes. in every spectrum. We're in education. You know, we're in, in, in the medical fields. We're, we're everywhere. So we just want to be represented. We, we want to see when you make those characters or when you uh, develop your theme that you've taken into consideration that other people play your games and just white males yeah. right because you know there was one uh, I did a podcast well we did a podcast and we talked about you know it was during uh, I think February during yes, Black History Month mm-hmm. and I mentioned that you know one theme is that uh, Tesla versus Edison yes they had Madam C.J. Walker mm-hmm. in it from an expansion right now what if you took a lot of those black entrepreneurs and make a game out of that because right. we have a lot of entrepreneurs that we could really put in there inventors the inventors yeah. you yes. know because the game uh, I think the game Steampunk uh, rally. Steampunk Rally yeah. mm-hmm. has a, a couple of uh, African American inventors does, and a few right. other people of mm-hmm. color inventors in there how about you just kind of Start there. Start there, you know, and, and <laughs> right. bring some more right. on board. Yeah. We, we just don't want to see the board gaming history be whitewashed. Yes. Right. And male washed. Yeah. Because, right. I, I mean, we also talk about, we're talking about race a lot, but also women. Yep. There are a lot of women who love to play board games. Yes. And we want to be represented as well. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, there's always more to do. And again, one of the things that we're trying to do with our business is reach audiences that are underserved educationally, yes. mm-hmm. and doing that, we're introducing them to hobby board games. Yes. Um, so you know, we're hoping that that oh, it's not a back door; it's a side door. Right. Yes. I think right. um, to help people see, hey, there's this whole world out here mm-hmm. that your family <laughs> can be involved in. Yes. So, Starla, why don't you talk about your Facebook site? Speaking of families playing games, our family plays games, and I came up with that because our family does play games. Yes, we do, and and we're such a unique uh, uh, group in this hobby because uh, we have our 14 year old son, and then we also have a 21 year old daughter, and we all love playing board games. So. Um, we like to see more families play, and, and we don't see a lot of families. You see a lot of single males; they're there by themselves playing their games. You know, where are their wives? Where mm-hmm. are their children? Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to Rice Alcon, and, and there are no real children coming. So our son didn't go. He went the first year. We went the third year, uh, f- third or fourth, fourth year, year yeah. going to Rice Alcon. Right. So we took him the first year. There were no kids there, mm-hmm. and so he's like, "Well, I don't want to go back." You know, so we want to see more families play games, and that's why we said our family plays games to get other families involved. Um, the educational value, uh, the way it has uh, opened up the mind of our son, who loves video games, mm-hmm. and we like to break up uh, his video game play by putting him onto board games. Right. He thinks in a totally different way because video games are so fast paced. You run, 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 mm-hmm. shoot, 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 jump, jump, jump. Where board gaming, you have to slow your mind down. Right. Yes, you do. Utilize the thought process and say, okay, I need to strategize. I'm not just running and picking Mm -hmm. up stuff. Mm -hmm. I got to figure out how to, you know, get to point A from point, uh, point B from point A. So it's, it's, I just love it. And I think uh, more families need to think about playing games with their kids 
things that'll help them develop educationally. Yep. We're also on Instagram too. There you go. <laughs> yes, Facebook and Instagram. Facebook our, fam- and our family plays games. Our family plays games. That's <laughs> awesome. And you know, um, that's a real concern for modern parents is how do I get my kids off of the devices? Yes. Um, you know, I think most families have sort of lost the let's eat dinner together war. We have not. You have, have not. not. We, we have not. Eat dinner wow. together okay. every night, seven Starla days. Starla has week. demanded that we always eat dinner at the dinner table I, every night. That's, it's good. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I don't demand. You demand. <laughs> but we eat dinner every day, seven days a week. Right. Yes. Unless someone's out of town, we're sitting at that dinner table together and there are no devices at the table. Right. And even though my husband and my son try to break that rule, I have to get on them. We, we don't put devices at the table. Um, I think the only bad habit we have is watching TV while yes. we eat dinner. But yes. we watch something that the entire family, family wants, wants to, watch. to watch. And then after that, you know, we play board games. Not every night, but we do like to get our son off the computer games. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. at the table. At the table. And then we get a chance to talk and interact. Right. When he's on the computer games, yeah, he's interacting with somebody probably in Canada. Who knows? But here he's interacting with his family and it's right. really yes. nice to see. Yeah. And I guess that was my point. For, for families who yeah. are who have not been as successful yeah. as you at, at, having, <laughs> at having dinner at the table every night, mm. um, board gaming can... Yeah do that yes it can can get the family around the table and the board game and it's a lot of board games that they're not hard there's a lot of games that they can play that are are simple you know uh like downforce downforce is not you know hard it's a lot of gateway games and and what we mean by gateway it's just games that are not as crazy as some of you know some other games out there they're 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 easy on beginners and mm-hmm. um there's a lot of great ones out there corkazone and and ticket well, to ride as far as, as our son his favorite and his gateway that he fell in love with was king king of tokyo, tokyo. king of tokyo yeah. Absolutely. It has monsters mm-hmm. it's got dice and he beats us all the time and he yes. loves it yes. and so kids love that i mean something with monsters on it you know the little uh, right. pieces they can pick yeah. their monster who they're going to play as and, and he loves that yeah my granddaughter loves king, king, of, of, tokyo. king of tokyo she's five yeah. and she loves she can't play the game fully yet <laughs> but she loves to throw those dice, yeah, dice. you know and and and, and and you yeah. know go after the monsters so yeah. that the yeah absolutely so, yeah. That's yeah. a great gateway game. So mm-hmm. let's talk about some games. Um, so there seem to be sort of a category or set of category of games that, that sort of lend themselves better to educational learning mm-hmm. than others. Mm-hmm. Uh, and first of all, let me say, I'm not talking about, as you well know, but for the listeners, um, educational games, yeah. quote unquote, because the ones that I have seen dealt with, they're really badly designed yes yes Um, most of them are. most of them are badly designed uh and so why not use what's on the market Mm -hmm. again Mm -hmm. as also a way to help introduce families Mm -hmm. and groups of friends to um hobby board gaming yes yep so one of the games that i thought about that really facilitates social bridge building is pandemic Mm. Now, that's one that we do not have in our collection. <laughs> you do not. Because Starla does, does not, not like, like cooperative games. games right? <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's the one one gateway that we do not have in our collection. Right. Yeah. But it, I thought of it, and I, I, we do use it, um, yeah. because it does have a diverse cast of characters. Yes, it does. It, it, out of the box. Yes. Um, and it's not part of the expansion, as you said yeah. earlier. Um, and it says, we can all work together to save the world. Yes. Right, at, at, the, at the bottom of it, right? Now, there's one that, you know, I, I really do like uh, that's not so kind of, well, pandemic is kind of crazy, but there's another one, uh, Dead of Winter. Uh, yes, Mm-hmm. And 
and out of the box, they do have a lot of it's a lot of diversity in there uh, from some of their characters. But you know, dead or winner, you have to work together because zombies are after you. But right. it, it's you know, it's it's a good game, and I like that. And um, for folks who don't know what that game is, that's a dystopian. Yes. Um, you know, let's survive together. We gotta survive right? because, and it's really you have to watch what your you know everybody around you have to do because it's really you know the the zombies is is not the main thing. It's kind of like an added on mm-hmm. because you have to. It's a traitor mechanic where right. there's someone in the group that's a traitor trying to destroy everything. Right. You have to watch them. Yeah, you have to tough. discover that traitor. Yeah. Speaking of hidden traitor, so one of the games that um, we've used in a social setting, we did at a university experiment actually just mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, um, was to take werewolf. Yes. Which has that hidden traitor hidden mechanic. Traitor, you have yeah. hidden werewolves and the yeah. villagers are all trying yeah. to survive another <laughs> night. Yes. Um, and what we found in that social experiment was that um, people began to other you know, in other words, they the, people just sort of say, oh, I know that person's a werewolf. Well, yeah. why do you think that person's mm-hmm. a werewolf? And they usually have no real basis for it other than I just feel like they are or they look a certain way yeah. or they act a certain way and have mm-hmm. no idea about who they are or what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we use that to open up a discussion mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. about Othering people. people. Oh, that's, that's yeah. really good. I you know, that's really good. Um, and so, uh, you've played Werewolf, yes? I've played Werewolf you've once. Played yes. Werewolf yes. once, yes. or any I other hidden not. traitor games? <laughs> what other hidden traitor games do you do you like? Um, or well, have you, you played? You know, Dead of Winter is the right. hidden traitor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was a really interesting experiment that we did. We found it. We there was a class of sixty young adults, mm-hmm. and I just did a demo game mm-hmm. up front. And it was a diverse group, all athletes, by the way. They were oh. all athletes from the university. And um, it was amazing. The people that they picked as werewolves were not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and we went through that discussion. Why did you think? Mm-hmm. Well, she smiled. <laughs> <laughs> well, what? Because he had a cap on. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I play, there's another one, Resistance. Resistance, Resistance, yes. Yeah, that's another one. Another good hidden trader game. Another good hidden trader game where you, you really have to, you know, you kind of think about what other per, you know that mm-hmm. person is doing and what they're saying and kind of like, wait a minute, I think you're the traitor. You're the traitor because right. you're, just, you're saying something wrong. So, right. yeah. 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 So that if you extrapolate that out to real life, mm-hmm. how many times do we look at someone and go... Well, just because they look that way or act that way, then oh, they've got to be. That, that's a lot. Well, they've that, that be happens X. all the time, especially yeah. in African American communities yes. with the police mm-hmm. department. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that we're traitors, but you looked a certain way and then you end up getting shot. Right. Or you uh, ran a red light and for some reason you're getting shot instead of someone saying, "Let me talk to you and figure out what you know what's really going on." They just shoot first, ask questions later. So yeah, mm-hmm. we or as an African American yeah. male that I've faced many yeah. times, you know, getting on the <laughs> elevator and you have uh, you know maybe some lady who's uh, uh, you know white and kind of like oh let me put, put let me go to the side a little yeah, bit and, you know yeah. and let me yeah. hold my purse a little bit tighter because this African American male kind of big got on the yeah, elevator. So, so yeah. yeah, you know we yeah, see we, that the other that, is yeah, there, the othering, yeah. 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 yeah, and we see that now in in, in this political climate, you know, yes. with the othering, There's a lot you know. Of a lot, yeah. of a lot of othering in that, you know, like people the, making assumptions with no facts, no facts, no basis in fact. yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. And see, we're hoping we can help sort of short circuit that by getting into mm-hmm. the schools yeah. and with young kids to say, hey, 
You don't have to label and other. Yeah. Um, you can mm-hmm. accept, learn to accept people mm-hmm. where they are and who for who yeah. they are and get to know mm-hmm. them yeah. as people, as friends. Yeah. yeah. Not make assumptions. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. We got one, a long way to go. Yeah. One <laughs> thing I always tell Mick, I say, you, you got to look at somebody from where they are. You've got to walk in the That's other good. person's shoes. That's good. And, and he knows that. I always say, yes. before you start saying this, what about what they're thinking? What do you think they're thinking? What if mm-hmm. that were you? Mm-hmm. And, and and you got to think about that. You can't always yeah. just say, well, they should have done this or they should have done that. But what if that were you? Would you have done that? Or would you right. have done something different? And if you take the time to just take that second or that minute to say, well, if that were me, mm-hmm. would I have done the same mm-hmm. thing? That will make you change your mind. And I always have to take a breath. If I'm upset with someone, someone cuts me off and you know, when I'm driving, right. then I got to figure out, well, what are they thinking? Maybe they're on their phone and they just didn't see me. Mm-hmm. It's not personal sometimes. Sometimes we take things so personal, we internalize it so quickly. Oh, they're trying to hurt me. No, they're mm-hmm. not. They've got mm-hmm. another whole thing going on. And we have to consider that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I think games, mm-hmm. as you said earlier, can mm-hmm. help us slow down. Slow yes. down. To consider some of those mm-hmm. interactions. To think and strategize. Right. And, and, and like I said, okay, if that were me, if he, he made that move, what if that was me? I should, would I have made that move? That mm-hmm. makes you think. You, mm-hmm. you have to think. People don't use their brain. <laughs> they don't. Re, we, they, they, we re, react. they react rather than respond. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and I think these modern board games can help us slow down enough to learn to Definitely. respond mm-hmm. and strategize. Exactly. Very good. So um, I want to end on a controversial note. Okay. I know in the pre-show we talked a little bit about there's a, there's a game out there by Academic Games called Freedom the Underground Railroad. Yes. Um, and uh, it is... Uh, a historically accurate game, but nonetheless a controversial game. So talk to me a little bit, Mick, about um, maybe some of that controversy. Well, Freedom the Underground Railroad, it does put you in the mind of trying to help slaves come from the South into the North. And through other, through historical you know, issues that might happen through the card play, you, you, you're faced with, you know, uh, different things that might happen during slavery time and the Civil War and things like that. When you're trying to get your slaves to the North, uh, they're little cubes. You have these little cubes moving across the United States trying to get from the South to the North, and you have these black cubes, which are the slave catchers. And if the slave catchers catch up to the little cubes, the cubes go off the board. Stahl and I don't, you know, we, we don't have this in our collection mm-hmm. and we it, it will never be in our collection because, right. you know, slavery to us is not a game. Right. It's painful. And when those slave catchers, little black cubes catch up with the little cubes of the slaves and they go off the board, we know what happens. Those were our ancestors mm-hmm. that, you know, were basically killed, maimed, hanged or whatever, are taken back to, you know, the uh, South. Right. So that's not a game to us. So we have passed on ever buying that game. Now, if someone wanna buy that who are not of African American uh, descent or if they're African American that just wanna, you know, you know, learn more about the history, that's all well and good. Maybe that can help you. And I've heard from a lot of people that that has helped them. Uh, there's a, a great podcast called Shut Up and Sit Down. Mm-hmm. Uh, they really appreciated Freedom Underground Railroad and, and said that they really saw a lot of stuff that they didn't see before and they appreciate a lot of things that they didn't know before with that game. And that's great. If you if that helps you, great. But just with me and Starla, we don't, that's, it's painful. Yeah. yeah. No, I can definitely see yeah. that. 
Well, I, I can't speak um, about the game because I haven't looked at it. I haven't wanted to look at it and I don't want to research it. So my husband's done the research. So he's telling you what he's learned about it. But from my perspective, um, if you really want to learn about slavery and what happened, there are tons of books out there. There are tons of movies you can watch. It is not a game. It's nothing to be trivialized in a game. To me, games are for fun and for entertainment. Mm -hmm. And if you get something educational out of it, that's great. And you will get something educational out of it. But for that particular thing, I I wouldn't play with the Holocaust. Right. I I wouldn't play with Japanese internment camps. And I think it's, to me, it's very insulting. And I think it's demeaning for anyone to think that playing with slavery is a game. And and Mm -hmm. if you want to buy it, more power to you, but I, I just will not support someone who thought slavery was a game. Yeah. So you know, I, I, that's my thing on it. And you know, there's another game out there that uh, has great mechanics called Mombasa, mm-hmm. but it's about how colonial Africa is basically raped Mm -hmm. of its resources. Mm -hmm. That's a game that will not be in our collection also because we just can't, you know, that's just something we don't deal with. Mm -hmm. Now, I know there's a lot of African-American gamers that do have Mabasa because they like the the gameplay or whatever, but and that's on them. You know, that's great. Mm -hmm. You can have that, but we see a a lot of times we see past the game and we see the theme and we really look at the theme and um and that one no uh, we pass i I just feel like you you vote on whether a game is great with your dollars if you buy it then the the designer felt like i did something great if you don't buy it they feel like i didn't do something great i just think that voting with your dollars on something like freedom is the wrong way to utilize your money when there are thousands, and I mean thousands of games out there that will give you the exact same mechanics and probably a lot more enjoyment. I know for me it'll be more enjoyment than freedom. Vote with your dollars. And I know whoever is watching this, if you you wrote freedom or you designed freedom, you're probably not gonna wanna hear this, but I'm I'm telling you right now, I'm insulted that you decided to make slavery a game. Hmm. Hmm. Um. Yeah, well, that's absolutely, absolutely a valid perspective on any of these games. I mean, I can think of there are several games that are about the Holocaust mm-hmm. or about the Nazi era yeah. or about Native Americans. Yeah. That some of the yes. war games, yes. some yeah. of the war games have some themes, I yeah. think, for Native Americans, especially American mm-hmm. history, mm-hmm. that are very difficult yes. to I manage. Yes. And, and I yes. don't think we should play with any of those, you know. Yeah. And, and even with the one I mentioned, one of my favorite five tribes, and, and I, I've had some, yes. some issues with yes. reconciling the use of slaves, even the, I'm doing air quotes, no one can see that, really? the use of slaves in this game. And they're, they're not African-American slaves. They are slaves from uh, the Middle East. East. Yeah, the Middle East. So, you know, I have trouble with that. And, and but you know there's a replacement death. Yes. 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 The Fakirs. Yeah, the Fakirs. Yes. So, yes, yes. We, we have that. Yeah. But it is, it, I just think that that was wrong. So I'm happy that they decided to, hey, we're going to change that out for the replacement. Game. And I think sometimes, yeah. you know, some of the European uh, designers don't really think about that. And right. they need to really think about the representation and really, you know, you know, talk to people like, is this OK putting in, in, in the game? Or you not. Know, right. There, there's another game uh, that we 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 love and basically start us on our path to the more harder games. And that's Lewis and Clark mm-hmm. and Lewis and Clark. We kind of stopped playing that a little bit. We, we still love the game. It's still a good game. But, you know, the, the French company said, you know, like we have the word Indian in it. And that's mm-hmm. fine. They explain why they have Indian in there. And that's great. And they have a lot of history in there. But all the 
Indians uh, meeples are all red. Mm-hmm. You know, you have the yeah. Indians that are red, and, and they're being utilized. And they're like utilized money. Like, like money. money. You know, you're you trading off on those things. Wow. things. And I, we, and that's, we that's, haven't played Lewis and Clark in a while. Yeah. And when we got it, yeah, we start to really think about what did we actually buy. Mm-hmm. It's an insult, and I, and mm-hmm. I don't want to insult. It's just yeah. kind of, it's just too many other games to play. You yeah. don't have to play something yeah. where I got to feel divided when I'm playing it. Mm-hmm. I don't have to feel divided. I want to be happy. I want to enjoy it. And there are thousands of games I can play that I just enjoy without even thinking. Yeah. So, so yeah. that takes us back to yeah. the, the discussion we had a little earlier about theme being yes. so important. Yes. And representation yes. and theme is not just yeah. about having folks in yeah. there that are that are not white. Yes. It's about how are those persons yes. represented yes. Yes. in yes. the game yes. thematically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's definitely and as as you play educationally to be aware of that in the mm-hmm. communities yes. in which mm-hmm. you're playing. Yes. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. Well thank you for that because that's not something that I had thought all the way through <laughs> to the end. So thank you for yes. teaching me yeah. teaching me today. Yeah. Um well thank you so much, Mick and Starla, for being here. Oh, thanks for this having has been you. just I've a wonderful it. time. And yeah. thank you for being on our inaugural yes, podcast. The first one. The yeah. very first it, one. Yeah. And we're calling it Gaming with a Purpose. Gaming yes. with a purpose. Gaming like with a purpose. Yes. Uh, because again, our our goal is to get out there and introduce mm-hmm. a new audience, but also help them learn a little something along yeah. the way. Yes. Yes. So thank you. And we're glad to we were glad to be here. Yeah, yeah. we've enjoyed it. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Thank you.